0: And if you catch yourself going, I'm just trying to sound deep, then you probably are. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is The Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan.
1: And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Creative Double Shot. Welcome. Today we are experimenting with a new sound setup. So if it's a little different, that's why. We, in the past, have been recording facing a wall of sound boards, that uh, sound dampening boards. And today, we're using the old Yeti microphone with the interview setting on so we can look at each other and laugh probably more as a result. Because <laughs> you're funny looking? Maybe. <laughs> Shut up. Before we get started on today's topic... I wanted to relay a little tiny anecdote about something that happened to me this week during my creative practice that relates to our previous episode of Intention and also a little bit a good intro into today's podcast. It might not be, but I think it is. Anyway, uh, I didn't get much writing done this week and it wasn't necessarily for lack of trying, but I'm going back. I'm rewriting the opening scene of my novel. And I have all these things after all the stuff I've already told you about that I've been going through, bringing into the mix. And so I'm like, okay, this sets the scene for the whole novel, makes promises to the reader, and want to kind of set up some things in the intro that'll come back into play later on. And so it feels very daunting. And when I first started writing, I was, it just was, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I worked on two sentences for... 45 minutes. And it was unfulfilling. And that was, I think the one day. And then yesterday I got down and I said, well, you know what, let's take the inner critic out of it. And let's just write what you think is exciting to you versus thinking what people are going to read Mm. when they encounter these words. And so I did that. And I still didn't write that much more, but I finished, I have two paragraphs now. And I got done, and even though it wasn't 2,000 words or 1,000 words, I set that intention to just focus on making it fun for me. And it was. It was fantastic. And that excitement over what I had written carried me through the day and has me excited to get back to it again. So I just thought that was wow. kind of cool. And some of that was based also on today's topic, Yes. reflection. So I was thinking about the process, reflecting on my process, and why I was kind of hung up and feeling kind of dissatisfied with what had happened earlier in the week. And it was kind of neat to be able to get myself out of that by reflecting on how things were going and why I was feeling the way I did and then coming out with something that, while not voluminous, was satisfying.
1: Yeah, and you set another intention, which was to
0: have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And so today's topic, reflection, we were talking earlier just exploring it and realize that reflection can occur on a lot of different levels and i think probably thinking about your daily reflection again i've always sort of used you as my model for journaling and morning pages and and all that kind of stuff and and i just wanted to ask what kind of reflection do you do when you're doing your morning pages does it, is it limited to your practice what determines what kind of reflection you do in your journaling
1: it's interesting cuz it's morphing i find that i've been looking through my old morning pages from the last 2 years last year being feeling like a complete lost year sure it's just yeah. bizarre and so because i'm looking at my 2020 journals and reading some things that i thought happened last year but i you know <laughs> have crazy. recorded them the year before yeah. so Yeah, it's pretty wild. But I noticed that I was doing a lot of personal work in 2020, and I think that had a lot to do with what was happening globally and all that kind of stuff, the beginning of the pandemic and my mom passing away. and, And so now my morning pages are quite often having to do with this latest body of work, You pointed out this morning when I was reading you something from my 2020, early 2020 journal that was about my work, you pointed out that it had to do a lot with the marketability of my work, my art business, and now if you were to look at my morning pages, they're much more to do with personal growth and interest in my subject, so... The marketing and all that kind of stuff has been sort of taken out of it, at least in my daily thinking about it, reflecting about where I'm trying to go with this body of work. And so every day I sit down and what I've been trying to do is set an intention. So I'm sort of yeah. from, from last week, I'm setting an intention every day of here's what I want to do today. However, reflection is playing a huge part in it because I am flipping back through my pages. And last week I mentioned pant legs a lot. It's all coming (laughs) back to pant legs a lot. But I notice, oh, yeah, there's that shape that I want to keep. I'm still excited about that shape. So I want to keep cutting that out in different fabrics and trying it in different scales. And so it's this nice little Dance, I would like to say, between intention and reflection yeah. on the process.
0: That's cool. I was reading Eric Booth's Everyday Work of Art, and he was talking about if you're not in it for the process, then all you're doing is your manufacturing, right? Ooh, and yeah. so, which is really cool because I think coming to that on your own, but it's, I feel like it's only through reflection that we come to an understanding of them on our own terms in relation to our own practice, which is really pretty fascinating and also practice changing, life changing in terms of how we approach the work. So I think that's really neat. So there's a reflection on the work level on the actual work you're doing. Um, And then you had mentioned also the context of our lives, the, the global unrest and the unrest here in this country and the pandemic and just all the stuff that's going on trying to work your way through that because there's also that idea that when you first start reflecting on a lot of this stuff, you, you kind of get into that. Well, what's the point of all this? Why am I even bothering? Am I being selfish by not, you know, flying to Ukraine and engaging in, you know, whatever, but as opposed to, well, this seems really insignificant in the face of all this stuff. And I know we talked about in our uh, creating while the world burns mm-hmm. episodes sort or of the importance of all this, but, uh, I think that reflection is also useful for getting you back in a mind frame to go, yes, in fact, this is important because it's not about, everything doesn't have to be directly combating the ills or the crises. It can be about lending joy and beauty to the world. And even if it's only to a couple few people or huge crowds. And
1: staying in your daily life because that's really, it is what we have is every day is right now. That's right. And reading through my morning pages also I discovered upon reflection that uh I'm back to a theme. I'm drawing these straight kind of meditative straight yeah. lines again. And with a little bit of curve as a counterpoint to that. Mm-hmm. And I often use cats or uh you know tea cups or something that has that curve. But I found something from it's either 2020. I think it was 2020. Yeah, and uh, I had said, "Oh my gosh," because a friend of mine had likened it to music. She said a, a certain piece reminded her of music,
0: like sheet music, sheet music. Yeah,
1: and I realized back then, a couple of years ago, like, oh yeah, I've, I was always really drawn to the straight lines of. The staff and then the beautiful treble clef like against that and the whole black and white, like it's part of my design sensibility or whatever. Yeah. And I keep coming back to it and here I am. I'm back at it again and looking back over that journal like, oh, yeah, I, I remembered this again two years ago. Now I'm getting after it. So part of it is recording. Maybe that's our next, uh, our next podcast. No,
0: no, I think <laughs> you mean like recording like journaling? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, keep, keep going with that.
1: Yeah, because I would have forgotten, of course, that. But to go back over years of morning pages and go, oh, yeah, I keep coming back to these themes. And we all, obviously, we all have them.
0: Absolutely. It's interesting when you look at uh, any body of work, I think of writers who revisit the same themes over and over. It's almost like they can't get away from them. Reading Pity the Reader, the Kurt Vonnegut book, she talks about all the, the ways that he, he was thinking that he was done with certain things and they just keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up. And you're right in that if you don't chronicle it, then you don't have a frame of reference. I guess if you have all of your art still and mm. you kind of go through it, but the, the journaling's nice because you're, you're intentionally thinking about it. And the one thing I was going to say from the limited bit of the work that you're doing now that I've seen, it seems like an evolution of some of that earlier work with the lines and the shapes too, which is really neat. We were talking about sort of that incremental growth as you get into your practice day to day and it feels like you're just doing the same stuff. But when you look back on it and you get to kind of compare them side by side, you do see that growth, even if it's yeah. not amazingly like divergent. You know?
1: Right. Yeah. But in our heads, we expect immediate sweeping change.
0: That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and so the other thing I think that's interesting, so you have the reflecting over time on your creative practice, you have reflection on where you are in the world and where you were in the world while you were creating and how maybe some of your inspiration came to be. But I do think your point about revisiting this stuff is, is fascinating because every year you're around, you have more context and more input to inform Really, what are your sort of your core beliefs, core aesthetics, all those sorts of things? And uh, I think if you continue with your practice over the time, if you just persevere, you can't help but notice how those things change over time. because eventually, if you do one thing for a long time, as we've talked about, you'll get bored with it if you do exactly the same thing over and over. So of course, You get tired of it, you put it aside, you work on something else and you eventually kind of noodling in your mind somewhere. You got to come back to it, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I think outside influences too, you know, I'll be working on a couple of different things. And if I get a comment from someone or if I post something on social media or if somebody, then I I say, oh, okay, I'm on to something there. So then I follow that. And it's not that those two things are mutually exclusive. It's just that sometimes I do run off in the direction of praise. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because it feels good. And so these intentional practices of journaling and revisiting, even like from a day-to-day basis, you know, from writing, I can go, well, before I get started on what I'm going to do today, let me see what I did yesterday. And that can get the wheels turning and probably the same with you, right? You can look at what you were working on yesterday, maybe look at your journal. But I think if it's not intentional, you're leaving a lot on the table that can help inform your practice. Whereas if you, even if you take like five, 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be, I spent an hour journaling and then I meditated for three hours and then I went to bed. <laughs> it feeds on itself. And by examining it, I think that can make all of your product or, or even your process that much richer as a result. Because I know as someone who's been resistant to the journaling stuff and, and I'm kind of you know approaching it on my own terms, it has been super helpful and it's been very useful to go back. I think the biggest thing is, and we, we were talking about that this morning, is that you're getting all these thoughts down on paper in your journal, but you can't remember them all, which is one, another great reason to journal because then when you go back and, and reflect on what you've written... You're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Or or like you said, you know, oh, I was already talking about this stuff five years ago. And uh, basically by journaling, you're creating these memories that you can't keep in your head. It's your pensieve, right? Isn't that what the Uh thing was from Harry Potter?
1: Yeah. Where
0: you just pull out these little gossamer strands and drop them in your journal and then they're there for you whenever you want to go back and look at them, so.
1: And it's easy for the inner critic to kind of go, uh, you have been exploring this issue. Right for years now. But the fact is, it's all part of the process.
0: It, and you
1: get to forget, so you remember
0: again. And there's the personal reflection part, too, that is not outside of your creative practice and all that, all that that entails. But by reflecting, I think, on our practice, you inevitably can't help but delve into your own self and your self-awareness and all that kind of stuff, which can be daunting and can be overwhelming and scary and, and depressing at times. But going back to intention, if your intent for doing that is to be a better version of yourself for yourself, then you don't have to spend time wallowing in shame and regret and, and self pity right. and things like that. Um, that's what creating is for. Yeah. What? To process those Oh, I thought you said wall to wallow. It's well. <laughs> so I create wallow No. No, that's true. Yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely be. right. <laughs>
1: But I definitely learn so much about myself later from work that I've done visually that intellectually I don't have a handle on it until I reflect upon it. <laughs> Usually, when I'm writing an artist statement and you start to think you need to make stuff up for an artist statement. That's right. But as you look at it, you realize, oh no, there really it's are there. some truths here.
0: Yeah, super cool. It's not so, all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> well, and, and it, it kind of reminds me of when we study literature in high school and college. And it's like, well, there's this theme there, look at all these themes and there's this, and it's like, well, okay, I don't dispute that that could be true, but are those from critics and teachers and readers? Because we always superimpose ourselves onto the art that we're looking at. So I don't know that there's anything wrong with kind of retroactively, or retrofitting meaning to things, because really it's, it's just an extension of yourself anyway. And so we're always constantly sort of revising and uh, yeah. and trying to understand, always trying to understand.
1: Yeah. And if it feels right, it probably is.
0: Yeah. You know, if it feels true. And if you catch yourself going, I'm just trying to sound deep, then you probably are. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's the ultimate takeaway of this episode is to try and intentionally reflect on your creative practice, on the work you've done recently, yesterday, today to reflect on where that all sits in your personal life, to reflect on where your personal life and your practice sit in the world. And I guess also one of the things that I guess we didn't, haven't really talked about is reflecting on things like influences and sort of where your stuff fits in that aspect to artistically speaking. And not saying that, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to be like so-and-so or I'm going to be like so-and-so, but like what is it that you want out of your stuff if someone 100 years from now were to encounter your stuff what would you want them to think about it other than that oh my gosh this guy's a genius which we all want (laughs) people to think about us some (laughs) people might call it navel gazing Mm -hmm. but it's not without its fruits and if you find yourself doing it as an avoidance measure then there's that but i would rather Mm -hmm. over examine than not examine at all because i think there's a lot of value there i agree with that and i
1: come from a long line of Naval gazers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Some people are stargazers. Some people are naval gazers. It's, it's totally fine. Um, but it's interesting, right? And I think that's a big part of it too, having that, like, this is interesting to me, you know, not that I, I feel in the doldrums, but why do I feel in the doldrums? I want to explore that mm-hmm. and figure it out. So if you're not already doing some sort of journaling or writing down your thoughts, highly recommend that. And it can you, be a
1: visual journal too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It could be, uh, you could do a nature journal where you just go out for walks and pick up stuff and put it in a box or, you know, there's so many ways to approach it.
1: I always think of my friend who did the one collage a week for a year when she first had her kid. And I've mentioned her before, but I I just find that so interesting because she looked back on that year through one collage a week and was able to see... First of all, how much you can accomplish doing something once a week even. Yeah. But also just where her interests and in aesthetic was every week for a whole
0: year. That goes back, I guess, thinking to the uh, reflecting of the little incremental stuff you do every day and then getting to look over a big body of work. And, you know, being from the land of the Puritans, we production is important to us. So it's kind of, it is kind of neat to see. Well, I felt like I was spinning my wheels, but suddenly I have 100,000 words or I have 20 pieces of art or...
1: I uh, had the most fun hanging up pieces I'd been working on and taking a picture of my studio wall, which I shared with my newsletter. Many of you do get the Ginger Dan's art newsletter. I know I do. (laughs) And just seeing that picture of all those on the wall is just really gratifying. Like, wow, every day I'm doing something.
0: And how cool is it that you can receive that gratification from your daily practice? And it's not unlike when you go to the gallery, or you know, you see someone else's art, and it's just like ah, it feels good. So get out there, reflect—not to the point of our good friend Narcissus, <laughs> whose feet rooted to the edge of the water oh. as they stared at their beautiful reflection forever. Or maybe do that—I don't know. I <laughs> but that's it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, got a little something out of it, and we'll see you next time on the Creative Double Shot. See
1: ya!